We would like to say a special thank you to Tim and Connie Larson for sponsoring this week's episode. So this is starting to go back to what is Jesus doing to you, not what is he prescribing for you. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing to you is he's actually coming after he is doing what we call his um, interesting work of coming after your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way he comes after your heart is to start to say, you've got nothing going for you. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. In last week's lectionary gospel text, instead of getting rid of the law, Jesus said he's going to fulfill the law. In other words, to make sure the law is followed to a T. In this week's text, Jesus explains what he meant by that, by turning the heat up on the law. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not get a divorce. Dr. Chris Krogan explains how we, like the scribes and Pharisees, hear this in the law. Phew, I haven't done those things. But Jesus turns the heat up even further. It's not what you do that's the issue. It's what's in your heart. Maybe you haven't murdered, but have you been angry with someone? Sin. Dead. Maybe you haven't committed adultery, but have you been attracted to someone? Sin. Dead. Dr. Krogan teaches us that Jesus is removing every ounce of our ability to claim we're righteous in the law, all until we can't clean up the impossible mess and we're left to cry out, Lord have mercy. Let's get to it. Here's Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 through 37. You have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you will be liable to the council. And if you say, you fool, you will be liable to the hell of fire. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you'll be thrown into prison. Truly I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the ground of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, 
you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. We're having a good time here. We, we have Dr. Chris Krogan with us this week. Thanks for being here, Dr. Krogan. Oh, it's great to be here with you. <laughs> I can tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we've been doing this with everyone the past few weeks, including okay. Sarah. Oh, boy. Um, we need you to tell us something interesting or fun about yourself. We're trying to get to know everyone, and we've been doing it with Nick and Lars, but not with you and Sarah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let me think about it for a second. I like small talk, hmm. and I'm sarcastic. Believe it or not, folks, you heard it here first. You get it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are. You're witty. I'm, I, oh, I'm, no Dry one's humor. Ever, no one's ever doubted that I'm witty. They just don't like what comes out. <laughs> so I, I like small talk, but I'm also sarcastic about liking small talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to make sure you got it. Thanks for explaining. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, well, jumping into the text. Yeah, yeah. we're in uh, Matthew 5, right after what we heard last week with Lars, with uh, the salt of the earth, yep. Christ coming to um, abo- not abolish, but fulfill the law. Right. And then uh, the, the righteousness exceeding that of the Pharisees and the scribes. That right. we, that's what we heard the last verse of last week. Maybe we can just begin there. Yeah, that's, a good... a, that's an important verse because it kind of sets a pretty high bar there, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. scribes and Pharisees are really attentive to the law, and that's actually feeding into Jesus is talking to the scribes and Pharisees here. Mm-hmm. But unless it f- exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, which means unless you are absolutely 100% fulfilling the first commandment, mm-hmm. And what he's criticizing the scribes and Pharisees as is they aren't. And why why aren't they? Because they're worried about their own righteousness. So they start analyzing themselves, which turns them back in on themselves, mm-hmm. as opposed to just giving glory to God and saying, well, God, I guess in the name of Jesus now, it's going to be, unless Jesus, you are the one, which is the exceeding of the scribes and Pharisees, is you actually say, Lord, have mercy. And that's what's going to come out. So Jesus is going to, this is important to have that context to what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Because the righteousness uh, that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees is actually to worship Jesus, mm-hmm. which is worshiping God, which is a fulfillment of the first commandment, which is why not one iota will be left from the law, which is how the law is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Now Jesus said, now watch me go to work and make that happen for you. Mm-hmm. That's how this is coming through this text now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you've read the text, it uh, it just feels like he turns up the heat right away. So uh, he begins, you've heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, <laughs> and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you're angry with your brother or sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult uh, your brother or sister, you'll be liable 
to the council. So we yep. can just stop right there. And yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah, there's a lot in here. Go ahead. What are you what are you hearing? I mean, this is the, the important part when someone's trying to think through the, what they're going to preach on this text is they actually have to recognize a what do these words do to them? You know, so when you if you're a listener or a preacher, you're you're recognizing something's happening to you here in this text that isn't always um, really obvious, but you start to measure your pulse and say, "What am I? What's happening to me?" So, what's happening to you guys when you hear these things right away? Turning up the heat, right? But what's what what goes through your mind, or what might the average person hearing this for the first time go through their mind? Because that's the person sitting in the pew. Well, good. I haven't murdered anybody, so I'm good with this first verse. Yep, that's what the Pharisees and scribes are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now Jesus is saying it's not what you do that is at issue in fulfillment of the law, but it's what you is in your heart. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. So this is what's going on here in this text. Was he says if you have an insult, well, that's people say well, that's what you do, right? It's coming out of your mouth. But the only thing that comes out of your mouth, mouth is actually what's reflected in your heart. Yeah. And so he says that, and you will be liable to these things. That is to say, you are going to be rightly persecuted, that prosecuted, excuse me, mm-hmm. to the judgment. And the judgment of, first of all, judgment of if you actually killed somebody, what do you get? Eye for an eye, you, you should die. Mm-hmm. The judgment of the council is actually coming and bringing forth and said, you're going to go th- in front of the council, which is they're going to sentence you to death. Mm-hmm. And the last one is... If you even call somebody a fool, you're, you're liable. You're going to hell. You're, you're, you're dead. Yeah. So it's really all three of them are dead. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Mm-hmm. If you murder, dead. But if you actually, deep in your heart, think somebody's stupid, mm-hmm. dead. dead. Well, I'm dead. Yeah. But you see, this is, what's, this is what people are, what do you mean if I... Makes you uncomfortable. It does. It definitely makes you uncomfortable. Espe- especially when you turn up the heat and bring in the fire. Exactly. For just thinking and uttering, you're stupid. Yeah. Well, even just the... <laughs> that was I mean, stupid. Even, even mm-hmm. his... If, but I say to you, if you're angry with a brother or sister, well, who's... Who hasn't been angry yeah. with right. their brother or sister? It's like part of growing I mean, that's, up. Yeah, exactly. that's part of the function is not function, but that, I mean, that's just what happens yeah. is yeah. they're your first and closest neighbor other than your parents. Right. And you learn how to get along or uh, yep. yeah. with living with another person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is, you know, I mean, it is, it's meant to be a fellowship here, not just brother and sister literally, but it's the people that you're fellowshipping yeah. with. Yeah. You know, so who, who hasn't crossed <laughs> you know, your path one day and just kind of torqued you. Mm-hmm. you know? Coworkers or the people uh, that you're driving by on the road. Right. Or oh my goodness. <laughs> <So> every, people <laughs> in the grocery store. So everybody's you're... feeling the, what do you mean? I should be going to hell for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's right? just an insult. <laughs> this is what G- but Jesus is saying this. You deserve hell. It feels very law focused. It's very it law focused. Law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and which is the way they're saying, Jesus, what yep. are you doing here? Yeah. Right. So then we continue on mm-hmm. and we get more of it. Yep. So when you are offering your gift at the altar, mm-hmm. if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled with your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. I'll mm-hmm. stop there for okay. now. So again, what is Jesus doing here? He's setting the standard higher than that of the scribes and Pharisees. Mm-hmm. It's not just what you do, mm-hmm. but also what's your motivation for coming and offering a gift at the altar? What well, does that, real quick, what does that mean? 
what, what offering your gift at the altar. Well, it's getting it's giving what it's giving what people think um, is your what you owe to God, and so it's the way we call proper worship. And what people, the scribes and Pharisees, the Jews at the time and still to this day, think proper worship is you sending up something to God, and so it's the sacrifice idea. So like, so you're trying to get in good, or, well, or whatever. You're, it yeah. could, at the time, it's you know, you you bring a couple of doves, or you bring something to the temple to have it offered, or something. So it's really just you saying, God, um, here's my worthiness. I'm going to yeah. do this to make myself worthy of this. And so, mm-hmm. if you want to be worthy before God, well, then you better first of all, Jesus says, go back and reconcile yourself with your neighbor before you're ever going to get reconciled with God. Mm-hmm. And so you, 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 because if you aren't actually in good relationship with your neighbor, you're breaking the first commandment still mm-hmm. because love thy neighbor as thyself, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can't fulfill the first commandment unless you fulfilled the other um, four through 10. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of what reconciling yourself to all these things that have and happened. I mean, how do you actually ever know that you're, uh, if your brother or sister has something against you? I mean... Exactly. How would I ever know if someone, if I've cut somebody off in traffic and they still harbor something against me? There's that's like an impossible impossibility for me to actually reconcile my that's entire true. life. Yeah. Well, this is again. So Jesus is turning these things up. So th- th- what what people are going to do with this text is they're going to talk about these things as oh it must be hyperbole or it must be you know Jesus isn't really expecting this of us or this is you know so they, and what we do is we try to pare the law down to size. Mm-hmm. And make it manageable. Mm-hmm. And that's, if you're reading this text, which is a lot of people will do, which is why I said the first thing that you should pay attention to is what happens in your own ears mm-hmm. when you hear about these things. Because Jesus keeps on turning up the heat, as we said already, in the law. Yeah. In other words, you can't even call somebody stupid. Mm-hmm. Let alone, you have to actually, anybody that's ever had, you've crossed swords with, you need to make sure they're good with you before you ever would come and say anything to God that seems to make you worthy. So this is like... This is really extreme, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, but people will try to discount it and make it, he really didn't mean that, or here's how you're going to go about doing that. That's not what Jesus is up to, is to figure out. It's, he's actually circling the law in on you. Mm-hmm. So let's keep on watching him do that. So if you remember that your brother and sister has something against you, leave your gift there before you go to the altar. First, be reconciled to your brother or sister and then come and offer your gift. Mm-hmm. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you're on your way to court with him or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. Right. So this is like, this is, this is the extreme. Yeah. Now. Very. Right. So this is starting to go back to what is Jesus doing to you, not what is he prescribing for you? Mm-hmm. And what he's doing to you is he's actually coming after he is doing what we call mm-hmm. his um, interesting work of coming after your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way he comes after your heart is to start to say, you've got nothing going for you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it out of this one. This mm-hmm. is not going to be, you know... And so this is what Jesus is doing. He's actually, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. Now, what did we say that righteousness is going to be? Saying this, Lord Jesus, you are my God. Mm -hmm. Have mercy. (gasps) 
He just fulfilled the first commandment. So watch Jesus go hunting some more. Mm-hmm. What else does he do? So we hear uh, the 27th verse, you've heard it. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear well, let's it. just stop that one. Okay, sure. Just, yeah. <laughs> Adam, you can't get it. Adam's like, let's keep going. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Giving you a hard okay, time. Okay, so adultery. I, I, saw, I saw I and then I saw C and so I was like, well, it's kind of related. So No, right. <laughs> but again, this so is adultery. the point. So adultery. Well, not just like physically mm-hmm. doing. If you're attracted, <laughs> if you have a physical attraction to someone. Yeah. Boom. It makes you feel really now, guilty. Again, where does the physical attraction come from? The heart. The heart. Mm-hmm. So he just keeps on paring down into your sin is not just limited in your activity. Which is still sin though too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah. Your activity is sin, Both, but not yeah. only your activity, yeah. it's your but, heart. Yeah, it's yeah. The, main, the, main, the main thing is the heart, as if you yes. could avoid... As if you could, you can avoid avoid it, it extricate your yourself yeah. out of it exactly. <laughs> without Christ. Or, <laughs> but you see, the heart is always seeking that which is attractive to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so Jesus actually is identifying this and especially in this one. And so now we're in a situation where like, what are you wanting from us? This yeah, is exactly. impossible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So good. And so uh, you've heard it. the 29th yep. verse, uh, if your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to go into hell. Right. So <laughs> now we're like, dismember me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it, yeah. Are well, you are you truly going to read this as a prescription now? Right. Yeah. Well, and this is such a popular. Mm-hmm. This is such a popular verse. And people call it hyperbole, verses. and they're wrong. It's not hyperbole. Yeah. Yeah, so what is it? He's actually saying, if you have something that takes your, if you're something of your eye, that takes your eye off of God, eye off of Christ, or you do something with your hand that makes you regret or shameful, because when you do something, like even if it's the lusting after the woman, or if it's calling somebody stupid, whatever like that, Right away, your brain goes to overdrive to justify yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually not having Christ justify you. Yeah. It's not believing that God is for you. Mm-hmm. It's actually defending yourself from the accusation mm-hmm. of sinner. Mm-hmm. And if you defend yourself from the accusation of sinner, guess what? You don't need Jesus anymore. Mercy. Yeah. So if it's not the sin of that is you know, causing you to lust, it's actually if you can't stop doing things that make you wonder whether or not Jesus is for you, then take extreme measure. Okay. So can we put this in an example that's sure. easy for us to understand? I don't know. Maybe we use a little bit of twenty-seven, twenty-eight. So let's say I'm married to a wonderful, wonderful man, mm-hmm. which I am, mm-hmm. but I still find the models on the magazines attractive, sure. which I do. Okay. So how do you, like, I mean, what? They're, True they're, confessions. <laughs> well, so like how, how it's, do you battle it, that? Well, because it's, it, it, it's your attempt. Okay. 
to be righteous in the law that is your sin. It's when you try to, because what just happened there, which you're, this is why I said, I want you guys just to react to this. Yeah. Because what happens to you is you say, how do I avoid being named sinner? Yeah. That's the sin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On top of the sin. Uh, well, because yeah. what, <laughs> yeah. what happens is the sin causes you to ask that question. Yeah. 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 Act- how do I avoid it? How right. do I make it better? How do I, how do I keep myself from being killed How do I stay in good terms with sin? my husband? So, th- yeah. Yeah, so, so think of it like, let's just do something like even alcoholism. Mm-hmm. If the alcoholism is making you feel bad about yourself, get rid of the bottle. Mm-hmm. Because feeling bad about yourself is a constant turn inward. Yeah. As opposed to trusting that God actually is for you. Because mm-hmm. when God is for you and he has mercy on you, you aren't sitting there saying, uh-oh, this is going to kill me. You're like, hey, I'm free. Right? There's a big difference there. So if something's trying to attack your freedom, which would be an activity that is causing you to be so self-centered or so self-absorbed, that's what Jesus is saying. If it causes you to lose sight that I am your Lord and I am your God and that I am merciful... There's a big difference there, then you better clean up your act. And this is what Jesus is getting at, because, but he has to make it so hot, so impossible to clean up your act, that you have to actually cry out to him what he wants you to say, which is, your Lord, have mercy. Even dogs get scraps from the table, mm-hmm. kind of thing. This is what Jesus is getting at. He's, this is what he did with the woman, the Syrophoenician woman, right? He pushed her to this point where she has to say what's true. Mm-hmm. Even dogs get scraps from the table. You are merciful. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> All right. Verse 31. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever d- marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Right. See, he just, again... People don't like that. People don't like that, but you see, again, it's not that Jesus is giving a prescription about adultery. He's not saying this is how to stay married or not stay married. He's saying this is actually what's going on with all of us. Mm -hmm. And everyone is trying to get a justification on how to be good at the law. Mm -hmm. So let's go to this, as the scribes and Pharisees did, let's get a certificate of divorce and have good justification for why this relationship is blown up. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's not... Jesus is saying it's not you're not going to get a good justification of why the relationship's blown up. Mm-hmm. That's not there. Mm-hmm. So if you divorce and then remarry, you haven't gotten, oh, I'm good in the law. That's again what the scribes and Pharisees were doing. They're making exceptions clauses. Jesus is putting this is where Ferdy said it in his little book where God meets man. The law is a voice that circles in so that by the end you have no exit. Mm-hmm. This is what Jesus is giving you, no exit. And if you have no exit, then what's going to happen? The consequence of your sin is going to be death. Mm -hmm. And when it's death, who do you have to depend on? Someone not you. Someone not you. Someone who gave you life. (laughs) Exactly. The one who's going to raise the dead. Mm -hmm. The one who's going to forgive your sin. So let's keep going. Uh, This is 33rd verse. Again, you've heard that was said to those of ancient times. You shall not swear falsely, but carry out the views, I'm sorry, the vows that you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your words be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. Ah, this is an interesting thing. Yeah. 
So, first of all, let's go to the evil one. Anything that makes you claim justification <clears throat> apart from what God says about you is the devil's work. So if you swear and say, I will put on my mother's grave or bet your bottom dollar. Let's just make it easy right now. No, no, yeah. no. My good name, even worse, God's mm -hmm. name, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you, what you're doing is you're actually saying, you're not saying, well, I don't care if you believe me or not. God is my identity. Christ is who I am. So you just say, yes, yes, no, no. Luther said it this way. A theologian of glory calls a bad thing good and good thing bad. So Luther would say, a theologian of glory is what Jesus is saying a person does here. They swear by either God or, on he or in heaven or by the footstool over the earth or the Jerusalem because they're trying to justify themselves and say yeah. something yeah. beyond God said so. Yeah. Theologian of the cross calls a thing what it is. So if you are being honest, you are honest. And if it gets you thrown in jail, whatever. If it gets you killed, whatever. Yes, yes, no, no. Mm -hmm. Your identity isn't in your self-preservation. Your identity is God's done this. And so this is what we've got for, for this whole text. Jesus circling in on you mm -hmm. so that eventually he removes your ability to do anything that you claim as righteous in the law. So that what do you have to say? Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are my God. Amen. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Dr. Chris Krogan for teaching us how Jesus is turning up the heat on the law. It's not just what you do that's the issue. It's what's in your heart. Murder and being angry are both sins. Adultery and attraction are both resulting in death. Dr. Krogan quoted Ferdy in Where God Meets Man. The law is a voice that circles in where, in the end, you have no exit. Jesus has removed every opportunity we have to claim we're righteous in the law. The only thing we can do is cry out, Lord have mercy. Thankfully, we have a merciful God who promises us new life through the forgiveness of sins. I want to invite you to listen to Luther House of Studies' newest podcast, Sing to the Lord. Martin Luther said, next to the Word of God, the art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. Lars Olson and I sit down with Zachary Brockhoff each week to break down a hymn, its history, the meaning behind the lyrics, and how the music preaches the gospel, all to understand and appreciate the importance of hymnody in the Lutheran Church. Click on this episode's show notes for a link to Sing to the Lord's podcast feed so you can listen to the show and subscribe to hear the weekly episodes. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, the laws circled you, but Jesus has fulfilled it. We'll see you next time on Scripture First. Scripture First.